Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A Silly Dude production. Welcome to episode 12 of They Talk A Good Game, a footy podcast. I am Harvey, joined by my co-host, Lockie. Hello, Harvey. You've got to be in good spirits after Tigers getting on the board again this week. Oh, yes. Back in the winner's circle. Such a good feeling. Um, Against the Dragons at Wollongong, no less, who have been in good form. So, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever Madge's... Bit, whatever threats there were to Madge's coaching position have certainly inspired the team. Yep. And um, they've rallied round. They rallied round. They gave an 80 minute performance, and that's all we can ask. So happy. Yeah. Happy with that. Yeah, deservingly so, I reckon. Mm. Um, Manly put in a strong effort against Penrith. I thought, thought, really thought we were a chance of getting up, but not to be. Penrith, to be. again, proving why they're one of the top sides. We're in, in it till the end, though. So that's. Yeah, admirable. we were much more competitive than when we played them earlier on in the year. Um, I think our whole attack links together a lot better now that we've got Tommy back. We've been singing his praises for, well, three weeks now that he's mm. been back. So yep. that's all good form. But across the weekend, there was some good footy in some other games as well. That's right. The Raiders have had another loss um, in Canberra, you know, against the Rabbitohs. It's one that I feel like, even though against the Rabbitohs, but in Canberra, they're trying to snap this losing streak, and and we had Michael Nolan, the ex physio, on on the pod a couple episodes ago, and he he's, he gave him a rev up, but it hasn't been working, and and Papali'i not playing, um, so you know whatever tactics, just and even did you see during the week Joe Tarpany's misses yeah, came out a go at the interchange and attacked Ricky Stewart. That's yeah. that's bold. It is very bold, and you know I'm not sure it's good for the the club as a whole. No. Um, having, yeah, I'm not uh, sure if Tarpany would be happy with with his his wife doing that. No, <laughs> I mean, not at all. Uh, like I think you've just... got to you've got to back the coach, you know. And he's yeah, he has proven. We talked about him being under a bit of pressure last week, and again they were coming up against another powerhouse team in in the Rabbitohs, um, and they do need to just you know kick this losing streak in a in the butt and get mm. on the winner's circle again. Yep, Storm, too good for the Sharks, as we both predicted last week. Um, that rivalry 
Uh, wasn't you know, often a close game between these two clubs, but the Sharks at the moment, just with their interim coach not really having a, a good culture at the moment, doesn't feel mm-hmm. like at the club, and Storm, a Storm. Yeah. Will Chambers making his return. That's and true. Did you see his photo with the, um, yeah, storm with the Storm team? with the Storm team. I think that's even more of a no-no than what oh. Mrs. Tarpany was doing. I, I didn't mind it, personally. I you mean, he's, he's, he, is a, he is a Storm legend. It was just a photo after a game. Like, Do you think that's... Yeah, but after a performance like that... Yeah, I guess so. And I think, you know, it was out on the pitch as well. If you're going to do mm. it, go into the changing room afterwards or something. Like, yeah. N- not out the pitch and rally around your, your mates that you just played with. That's and true. I, I, I get it, but... I don't think it's a good look when you're starting off at a new club. That's true. Um, one thing also about the Storm, Pappenhausen out, but Nico Hines slots in and he's such a talented player. I'd love to get him at the Tigers. <laughs> but, you know, it's just that it's that storm it's that storm culture where, like, one man's out, next man's in. Harry Grant had his first start. Brandon Smith slots at lock. Like, there's just, there's just such a... Yeah, it's. Yeah, I almost get FOMO. I want to be a Melbourne Storm player. Yeah. It feels like it's just the best working environment out of anywhere in the world. Like, yeah, that, well, <laughs> that's because each of their roles are such a defined like set of skills. They know exactly like, what they need to do to keep their to keep their position in the team. Yeah, they know exactly what they need to do to, and it's and and it's also all a focus about putting your putting your focus elsewhere. Like I watched Nico Hines on on uh, a Matty Johns interview during the week, and he's just he's sort of described the whole Craig Bellamy approach as just like it's about not thinking about yourself and putting your focus on the other twelve players on the field yeah. and doing the best for them and wanting the best for them. It's a team approach, and you know it's clearly working for them. Yeah, game of the round, uh, which is pretty undeniable. Game of the round this week was the Broncos versus the Titans. What an upset! Twenty two nil. The Titans were up. Looking dominant, looking strong, looking like looking like they've looked this year. The Broncos didn't look like they had an answer, and then out of nowhere, uh, just came back on the back of Jermaine Asako at fullback, Tyson Gamble at halfback. Yeah, he's been like uh, just out of nowhere. You know, they've tried. Cross yeah, he's a former Tigers with, boy. He, yeah, he, I mean, he played like three games for the Tigers. But well, this is his fourth game in NRL. I'd like to. Sure, I'd like so. to get him. I'd like to get him back. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is there because, anybody that's left the Tigers that you wouldn't like to get back? Uh, yeah. Mitchell <laughs> Moses can stay away. Aaron Woods, he can go. Um, I'd take, yeah, I'd take, take Tedesco. Tedesco. As, as stubborn <laughs> as I'd like to be about that. I'd take Marty Tapau. But, um, Fair enough. At the moment, yeah, Tyson Gamble, like, I'd, I'd love a seven that, that, that inspires the attack instead of getting in the way of the attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Shady credit Ted. where credit's due, you know, Kevy's clearly... Got a plan somewhere, and maybe it came into fruition this weekend, and maybe it starts the ball rolling, and their season really kicks off. But yeah, who knows? They've been a pretty inconsistent side over the last eighteen months, so maybe this is just a one-off, but maybe mm. not. And final kind of major talking point, in my opinion, of the weekend was Roosters v Knights. Um, Brett Morris, it's it's so sad to see a player who's started this year so well. He's been going so good. Um, he's 30, 34, uh, and, and to do an ACL, you know, players have come back from it before, but he doesn't have a contract for next year, whether, whether the Roosters or another club would want to sign him coming back from an ACL at that age. Yeah. I think it's highly unlikely. It's highly unlikely. It's a shame. It's so sad. Um, but you know, it's, it's, as I think the Trent Robinson was saying, nobody gets a, a fairy tale finish. Yeah. That seems to be the case again. Um, 
it's a really, really tough injury. It was tough to watch. Yeah, but man, like for the Roosters, you know, in Newcastle to end up getting a 38-4 to win after that and after all the injuries they've had this year, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the Roosters as, uh, uh, because probably because of how good they are, but they just prove how good they are, especially with a kid like Sam Walker just... Get he, and I think you put a lot of that win down to him. He got like five try assists. He set a record yeah. or something for the Roosters, most try assists ever for the club in one game. So, well, mate, he's a class act. Um, and just touching on on players like Sam Walker, Reese Walsh, who playing mm, for the Warriors. Yeah, another one to leave the Broncos. And mate, I can't believe they're letting some of these class players go because Reese Walsh looks like another one that's going to be. Excellent in the NRL for the next 10 years or so. He's still only 18. Yeah, and, and playing in the halves. And it's like, that's the position the Broncos have struggled to fill. And it's like, why wasn't he getting a like, go? They, they could have had Reese Walsh and Sam Walker in the halves this year. Yeah. They, they could have They could have <laughs> just done that. So true. Uh, and they didn't. Um, yeah. You know, look at the players that they've let go. The young guys, like David Feeder as well. Um, looks like Xavier Coates is going down to the Storm. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, to replace uh, that okay. You know, they're recruitments and shambles, isn't it? They're trying to get Adam Reynolds on like a three-year, $2 million deal or something. Yeah, I don't think he'll leave Sydney. Yeah, well, look, there's also an offer by similar, almost same value tabled by the Sharks, and you'd think that Reynolds would go for that uh, ahead of the Broncos. Yeah. Especially, I mean, the state the clubs are in and also the location, new coach coming in. Probably, yeah, the Sharks look like the the better prospects. Yeah, I think the him. problem that the Broncos have now, which I don't think they've had in their, their you know, lifetime in the NRL era is they're going to have to pay overs to get players to come to them. I know, you know, yeah. players used to yeah. like take discounts to get into that Bronco system yeah. and play for unders. And it's now a massive fall from grace. You it's, know, it's massive. Yeah. They look like, like Mitch Moses is the other one that they're going after and they look like they're going to have to pay him like well more than the Eels are offering. Um, it just, yeah. you know, that's going to throw out their salary cap for years Although to I could come. see Moses going up there. Bit of a change. I, I could see him, but I think he's also, you know, if he's motivated by money a little bit, you mm. can see it being a reasonable choice for him. Mm. I don't yeah. know who, who Parramatta would then bring in. but um, Luke yeah. Brooks, maybe. Maybe, maybe. It's a bit of a merry-go-round in the halves. <laughs> it It'll is. be interesting to it see how it all is. settles. Yeah, every year. It's, it's, it's a constant merry-go-round. It feels, feels more so this year with the halves. Yeah. Like. I guess so. It kind of. I guess it happens when a player who was so ingrained at a club like Reynolds at the Rabbitohs then is looking elsewhere. Then it becomes this whole thing. It's like suddenly there's a player who wasn't available for ten years is available, and then yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, fantasy. fantasy. Talk about fantasy. Yeah, sure. Team of the round. Yeah, our team of the round is actually the person that is leading our table so far this season. Yes, and they have been a team of the round before. Yes, this is our first time. Somebody getting their second shout out for um yeah best score this week. Best score. RNGD Peaches one nine eight one. Coached by Mark P. The excellent score of a thousand and eleven. So again, if you want to be getting that shout out, aim for that thousand points mark. Thousand point mark. You got close to fingers. that again this week, Harvey, but not quite. Yeah, um, I'm working my in way up. In the late nine hundreds, you know, you just you you you're getting there. You're doing well on the ladder. Unlike myself, uh, I had a shocker. I think I got the worst score out of everyone in our league this week. And and I don't even have the excuse that I had last week. I, I took Latrell out of my team. I took Momorowski out of my team. I had I had all my players, all 17 of them, playing this weekend and still did really bad. So, Well, you know, fantasy is inconsistent. Yeah. So what about tipping? How tipping, I'm also doing tipping? really bad. Great, um, great, great. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, the leader 
of our whole league and the best scorer this week was I Lost Latrell, coached by Jackson James. Uh, seven out of eight um, with a margin of zero. So That's perfectly ideal. guessed yep. the margin in the match that was the margin for this week. It, I was, think it was the uh, Raiders, Rooster, Rabbitohs match. No, it was, it? I was Panthers Manly. Oh, okay. I think, there you go. My I think so. Gone. I don't know. I could be wrong as well, but he... If, that, got if it that's right. what it was, you got it right. Yeah. <laughs> Good on him. Well done. Well done to our fantasy and tipping winners this week. And now it's time for the bold, the basic, and the brilliant. Uh, everyone's favourite segment every week where we make predictions for the week ahead and we give raps to the players that played really well. Um Let's talk about our basic... Uh, like Do you want to start ha- with last week's player of the round? Yes, let's start with last week's player of the round. Good stuff. Uh, it was between Tommy oh yeah, Turbo. True. It was between Tommy Turbo and Benji Marshall. Um, and Tommy Turbo got up. Woo! There you go. Even though we both went for Benji as our first choice. Yeah. And then I, as the losing team of the round, chose uh, Turbo as my player of the round. Well, our fans have the spoken. Fans, the fans have spoken. Yeah, it we shouldn't have out, gone for Benji first. because turns out that... You're not actually that biased, and he is actually a great player. It's true. Um, it's true. He is. He's phenomenal. He's unbelievable. He's 100%. a superhuman. I mean... Apart from his hamstrings, everything else about him is superhuman. Everything else. Superhuman. Um, and then our basic predictions from last week. Uh, we both had the Storm to beat the Sharks. Another tick. Just, easy, just easy. Doesn't, doesn't get any easier. Bold. My bold prediction was Benji Marshall kicks a field goal or a 40-20. He didn't either, so... Oh, well. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. I had Manly to beat Penrith. Awesome. Again, bold. But bold. Yeah, too bold, unfortunately. Too bold. Bold, but too bold. Hey, I'd rather it be too bold than, than not bold enough. Oh, fair that's enough. That's my attitude. That's a great motto. <laughs> All right. Well, that's taken care of. What about now, this week's player of the round? This week's player of the round. Uh, and if we say the same name, you're going to have to change because the Tigers are winners this week. How okay. Good. Yeah. Three, two, one. Sam, Sam Walker. Walker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's he good. put in an excellent performance this week. Um, <laughs> yeah. In trying circumstances, he's really stepped up to you know fill that void in the halves of the Roosters. More like um, unbelievably, he's like he's the only player that I can remember who has had massive raps on him before he's made his debut. Yeah, and then not only lived up to those raps, exceeded them. Yeah, like, I feel like he was underhyped. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, it's like, funny that that happens yeah. like that. Usually, when a hyped up a lot. Usually, when a player's hyped up a lot, they don't live up to it, or it takes them a while to get to that point. And but he's just come straight into the system. Even, yeah. and you wouldn't be surprised if like they made a grand final or easily a top four push, even with their injuries, with him yeah, guiding them around the park. Yeah, he's, you know, it doesn't feel like he's got a weakness in his game. Like I'm sure he'll fill out with, in the years to come, and his defense will get stronger. But his kicking game strong. His vision, he knows. You know, making the right choices, decision making. Mm. He's got a great fucking cutout pass. Yeah, like that's <laughs> it's, it's just killer. It's, it's so good. It's unbelievable. Really tough to defend against. So uh, you've got to change. I do, I do, and I, I've got to back up. Uh, my second choice is going to be Jermaine Asako. Good choice. Um, yeah, I mean, he really did inspire that Broncos turnaround, and you know, probably hasn't been playing up to his standard um, like a lot of Broncos players in recent times, but he really put his foot down and put his mark on this game. Um, yeah, and was just an inspiring performance. Yeah, absolutely and turned it on. I'm happy with that. Happy with that matchup. Sam Walker versus Jermaine Asako for player of the round. That's good. Glad that a Broncos player 
got a shout out because they were great. In okay, that I'm, not, I'm not sure how many more opportunities a Broncos player will get for a shout out. <laughs> you feel like you have to pick from a, a winning performance. Oh. Um, hey, they're a winning side now. You never they know. are. They you are. Never you know. know. You never. Tigers and Broncos. You never know. One win. Could be ten Could before, be. You, before you know it. That's what I always say. Oh, that is the vision of a dr- Tigers <laughs> that, that fan. Is, that is how we think. Um, basic predictions for this week. Yeah, I've what's got, your basic? I've gone simple. Uh, my my strategy has moved from who the bon- bron no not the Broncos who the Bulldogs are going to play to who the Sharks going to play. So I've gone for the Panthers to I beat the Sharks. This is the third week in a row that we've got the exact same basic prediction. Might need to start mixing it up. Might need to start mixing it up. But the point of the basic is for it to be an absolute sure thing. And so it makes sense if we agree. Yeah. Um, Panthers to beat the Sharks this week. Can't see any other anything else happening but that. What about your bold? My bold prediction. Now, I, I hope you consider this bold. It's It's probably less bold than maybe some of my other bold ones have been. I don't, I don't like the sound of this. Well, uh, all, my, all it is is Zach Sini, who made his debut for the yeah. Tigers on the wing uh, just the other day, to score a try. <laughs> a winger to score a try <laughs> is your bold prediction. <laughs> and and the Tigers oh. beat the Titans. How about that? Okay, I think if you throw in a win as well. Throw in a win. A, a multi. It's better yeah. than him just getting a try. <laughs> Come on, the Titans just conceded like thirty that, it points to bad. A... Yeah, I guess it is bad. It's not that bold. I'm trying to get some. I just want to get it. Yeah, it's not that bold, but it's still a play. To but score. Just because yeah. you label it the bold prediction doesn't mean that you get the raps of making a bold prediction <laughs> if it's not actually that bold. You know, Zaxini scores. Tigers beat the Titans, which is tough. Yeah, no, Titans. I'll give you that. That is bold. Yeah. That is bold. Okay, and highly unlikely. Okay. Fine. Um, but fair enough. <laughs> and, I've yeah. gone for the dogs to beat the dragons. That's bold. I think the dragons might unravel a little bit after yeah. losing to the tigers. The funny thing is the dragons have actually had the sort of start to a season that they used to have when they were a better team. Yeah. But then, then they were expected to have because like they were always like the May premiers or whatever. Like they'd win a bunch at the start and then yeah, start, start to lose. Start a few. Well, they've now lost two in a row. Could it be three? Maybe. That's what I reckon. That's what you reckon. And I reckon the Bulldogs are getting better and better. The results don't show it yet. Um, but I, I think the more time that Barrett gets at the club, the stronger their performances will get. And, yeah, the more the sort of connections and the chemistry will start to evolve. So I'm making that bold prediction. Dogs to get up. Dogs to get their second win of the season. Go, you good things. With Origin... Only just over a month away, uh, me and Lockie have been starting to ponder about who might make the Origin squad. It's exciting. We've been waiting all season to start really talking about Origin, and now it's 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 close enough that we can really start to to delve into our teams and yeah. our, our predicted lineups and our preferred lineups. Really, it's really really an exciting time, and it is you know part. Until finals, it's the pinnacle of the rugby league season. It's great. It's, I love having it in the middle of the season, actually, because yeah. it, it, it gives like a little boost to what otherwise would be like a mid-season lull. Absolutely. You get that boost, and then by the time Origin's over, it's not long till finals. No. So it just keeps it, keeps it exciting. Yeah, so what we're thinking of going to do over the next couple of weeks is we're sort of going to break down the teams into outside backs, spine, forwards, and bench um, over the next four weeks. And we're going to, yeah, give our predicted lineups for both New South Wales and Queensland, have a bit of a chat about those positions. Um, 
obviously, you know, we're still a little bit way out before any confirmed selections are made. There might be a couple of injuries between now and then. Mm. But today we're going to start with the outside backs. So centres and wingers. For both teams. For both teams. and Should we go like... Wingers of both teams first and then centres of both teams or should we just do like New South Wales first and then Queensland? I'm happy to do wingers and centres. Yeah, let's sort of keep it keep going back and forth between the Blues and the Maroons. Okay, is there anybody that you reckon's a lock for, for, for New South Wales? For New South Wales, the only real lock out of all four of the wingers, I would say, is New South Wales for Josh Adokar. Yeah, I was 100%. He's... Yeah, agree with you. Best winger in the game, undoubtedly got the form and the experience and the just the brilliance and just the pace he's there he's a game changer x factor he's in 100 percent. who have you got partnering him on the wing for new south wales this year i have brian totter okay i'm a big fan of brian totter i think he the way that he moves he reminds me a lot of um david nofaluma except he's better He's 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 more damaging he's faster he's he's just got so many Elements. He's just so hard to tackle. Like yeah, he's, he's a ball explosive. of muscle. He's, yes, yeah. he's like short, but he's just a ball of muscle. And I'd love to just give him a give him a crack on the wing. You know, just give him a crack. I reckon he'll be an Origin player in future. Okay. I haven't got him in there this year though. So who's um, on the wing for you? I've got Tommy Turbo on the wing. On the wing. Interesting. Yeah. And Interesting. I think just you know he's stronger under the high ball. I think that's Toto's weakness at the moment, and it's probably going to be his weakness throughout his career, but mm. he certainly makes up for that in a lot of other areas of the game. I just think, you know, he's still in his first year, really, of, you know, mm. X-Factor status, and they'll go with experience over X-Factor. Yeah, it, I just don't... I think, ex, you know, experience... It's... Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see... Yeah, I'd love to see Toto there. I just feel like experience... It works when it works, but then when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I don't know how to put that better. But, like, sometimes it's not the be-all and end-all. And No, it's not the be-all and end-all, but mm. I reckon when you, you know, it comes down to moments in, in origin, mm. and you could just see him being targeted with high ball kicks, being put under pressure. He makes a couple of early errors, mm. and it's really hard for you to mentally put yourself through the rest of the game and, you know, have that resilience. And there are other players, I'm not necessarily saying Turbo's excellent at this, but just players who have played three, four, five years at NRL level, who have played Origin before, mm. played rep footy before, that, you know, are able to handle those situations, those that bit of adversity in the game a bit better. And, you know, you certainly want players full of confidence and players that aren't going to put their heads down. And, yeah, I think Toto's an excellent player, but I'd just be a bit worried about him if you know if he struggles for the opening 20 minutes of a game mm. yeah i guess i guess it a lot of it depends about who he'd be coming up against on the wing so with that segue who have you got for queensland on the wing both of them uh let's go with the one that you're more confident about the one i'm more with. confident about is xavier coates yeah right yeah, yeah i think he's um yeah i think he's an excellent i think he's their best i've winger. got coats and i've got coats on on one wing as well for me um He's not necessarily the one that I'm more confident about. I've got sure. an, another player that I'm a bit more confident about. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I reckon Coates is just an excellent finisher. His defense is really strong. He's excellent under the high ball. He carries the ball back well. Um, he ticks all the boxes for you know your modern day winger. And yeah, I think he's a class act. And he's been there, done it before. He's the type of player that I'd be worried about Toto lining up against. 
Yeah, you know, that's with, true. with kicks coming down and Coates running onto it and Toto just having to do his best to put his body on the line. I'm sure he'd you know, be very courageous, but sometimes that height and athleticism makes a difference. A player that neither was picked for New South Wales was Daniel Tupo, who's another sort of high ball specialist. Um, he's been there, got the experience. Yeah, he's in with a shout. Um, with a shout. But yeah, I don't have him above Turbo or Adokar. Yeah, and I don't have him above Brian Toto. So there you go. I mean, by height, he is above Brian Toto. Ah, very clever. He towers over him, but uh, no, but <laughs> not for my selections. <laughs> Who's on your wing? The other side. The other wing for, for Queensland with Coates is Valentine Holmes. Uh, same. Yeah? Yeah, same. But I, you're, you're more confident in him than Coates. I'm more confident in him because he's he performs so well at Origin. Yeah. Every time he's picked there, and even though he's you know he's making a name for himself at the Cowboys as a fullback, um, I think he's I think wing is still his best position. Yeah, like really. He, I still think wing is his best position. Oh, like, I think he's better at fullback, but I'd have him on the wing. I wouldn't play him at fullback at Origin. I just, level. I just think like when he was a winger, that's when he was really like you know he was. I thought he was like one of the best wingers in the game, whereas I don't think he's one of the best fullbacks in the game. Yeah, I guess it's a more competitive position. Yeah, because fullback is where. You know, fullbacks become the position where you put your best player. So yeah, pretty much. The fullbacks are the best players in the game. But yeah, I just thought when he was in the wing, I, yeah, I just thought he was. Yeah, interesting that we agree there. I think, you know, his mm. yeah, strike record at origin level speaks for himself. And honestly, they're a bit limited in outside backs, they, it's, Queensland. Which, it's really, it really do, is fascinating because yep. Queensland have such a strong kind of junior rugby league base. And you start thinking, like, you start. You start trying to pick uh, an outside backs like they've got a good kind of forward lineup and they've got their solid kind of spine. But you look at their outside backs and you think, are these are these really like the best the best talent in Queensland? At, in all of moment? Queensland yeah. it's such a rugby league state that's coming through. I guess we'll find out more when we get to our centres because I think that's where they're really kind yeah. of it shows. One little shout out I would give for a bit of competitiveness on the wing is Corey Oates if he keeps yeah, playing there for the next there couple of weeks. He's been um, there before. I yeah, he was training at you know back row in preseason and he wasn't making the Broncos side to begin the season. But no, yeah. I mean his performances since he's gone back into that starting side on the wing show why he should never have moved. Like, yeah, he's, he's a, a winger. winger. He's, he's a, a winger. winger. Like somebody just winger. tell him. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I think the only reason you wouldn't have him there is because Coates has overtaken him as, yeah. as 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 the premier Broncos winger at least, and potentially Queensland winger. Um, Shall we move into the centres? Let's then? move into the centres. Maybe we should go backwards and start with our Queensland centres mm. this time, just to just to give Queensland. All right. Not always start with the Blues. We'll, you know, who have you got then? Um, so for one, I've got Dane Gagai. Yeah, he's a lock. I he's reckon. a lock. He's 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 well. Now he's starting to be as good at club level as he was as he is at Origin level. But for a long time, there was all the jokes about how he'd he'd put on the maroon jersey and become a different player, and he wouldn't be like that for the Knights or the Rabbitohs. And um, yeah, he just he's like Holmes. I think Holmes and Gagai are two players that put on that maroon jersey and go to a new level. Yeah. Yeah, and and as you said, experience, been there, done that. He's mm. a consistent performer. He's one of the leaders in that back line for Queensland now, and I really only think it's an injury that's going to take yeah. him out of that side. I'm interested in who you've got partnering in. Yeah, I... A few, a few shouts, but none that I'm hugely confident no, in. No, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think you either got to look at playing somebody out of position. Mm. There's no real standouts. Um mm. I've got three names, and I honestly haven't picked. Oh. <laughs> yeah. well, let's hear who you've got. I might have one of them. Okay, I've got Capewell, 
to play in the centres. Yeah, well, he's played there for them before, which is a weird thing because you, you start going, really, is one of the two best centres in Queensland a second rower for Penrith? Yeah. Like, that's weird. And I, I'm worried that he might be elevated in, like, people's um, perception of him because he's playing for Penrith. Yeah, well, and he's I, a he's a class player, but I don't know if he's the best. Origin we'll get to it when we get to forward packs, but I'd have him. You'd have him in the forwards, probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's, he's that's been in such good form for the Panthers. Yeah, he is class. I just, I don't know. I don't know. They've got okay. a, they've got such a strong forward pack. My other two um, is Philip Sammy of the Titans, but yep. again, I think he's better on the wing. But I don't think he's better he played, than he played on the wing for them last year. A couple of games. He's my pick at centre. He's your pick? Yeah. The other one that I've got is Corey Allen. Oh, Corey Allen. Yeah. True. He's played fullback before them, but he's actually playing centre at the Bulldogs now. Yeah. And I, I think he's good there. He is good um, there. And if he keeps up good form, he might he might almost be the incumbent. I can't I remember how they ended up. I actually didn't have Allen on my radar, so yeah. I kind of forgot he was a Queenslander. But to be fair, I think any of these guys could put their hand up and, you know, mm. put in the good performances over the next four or five weeks. The man that um that neither of us have mentioned is Justin O'Neill, and he's, like, he's done it before, but yeah. I think based on kind of form, uh, you know, dangerousness yeah. to the Blues, I yeah, I'd, I prefer the three that you picked. I thought that O'Neill would be one of the three that you said, but no, I prefer all Yeah, I just think options. O'Neill's slightly... Past his peak. Yeah, he's past his peak. Maybe maybe Will Chambers. Maybe he gets in there. Oh, gosh. Could you imagine? Just saying. He's no like, chance. He's no like, chance. No. <laughs> I'm going to call it now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, never know. Never know. Some stranger decisions yeah. in the past. Paul Green has his work cut out for him to, to make these decisions. The one that I was flicking through the you know players that are eligible for Queensland. I don't know how they would do this, mm. but they could move Munster there. No. It's highly unlikely, isn't it? Munster at centre. Yeah. Well, I think they've got more depth in the halves than they do at centre. Do they? Yeah. Um. Okay. We're just off the top of your head, I know that we're not talking spine right now, but who would you have at 5'8 instead of Munster? Who'd be well, I think you man? could play Ponga there with Cherry Evans. I think Ben Hunt's no. playing some of his better footy net again. Ben, no. <laughs> it's a long shot. I'll give you that. Yeah. Sam Walker. He could come in. Sam. Oh, true. He's, He's a Queenslander. He's a Queenslander. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nah, you can't put Munster it's, it's at just. It's just... No, no, no. I reckon he... They're not going to do it, obviously, because he's the best. <laughs> not, well, yeah. One of the best halves in the game, if not yeah. the best. Yeah. But if you're looking at filling your team and you had your halves sorted and you had to pick a centre out of Capewell, Allen, Sammy or Munster, <laughs> you'd put Munster in there. Yeah. You know, it's a bit of like New South Wales strategy of just getting just your getting best 17 best players, players on there wherever they play. All right. Well, speaking of New South Wales, another little segue. Yeah. Wait, are we, are we going to settle on oh, true. our predictions? Well, I've I've got Philip Sammy there. Okay, I'm going to go well, Corey Allen. Yeah, I like Corey Allen. I'll, I'll, I'll keep Sammy there for for now. He's been... That's literally out of... If I'm talking Allen and Sammy, I'm talking about whose team is doing better this year and who's part of a winning culture going into origin. So yeah, fair. I guess I'm going with that. All right. New South Wales. Yeah. Uh, centres. And I've I've talked a bit on this podcast about how I don't like the New South Wales attitude of picking players who don't play centre for their club at centre. I'm a fan and of. I've gone ahead and done it. In, okay. In my, so I have two fullbacks playing centre. Right. Latrell Mitchell's one. Yep. Tom Trebojevic is one. Yeah, okay. So, yep. yeah. I, I like how you've got Tommy in there. 
Yeah, well, I, I, Tommy had to be in there, so the fact that I didn't have him on the wing meant he was going in centre because he's, yep. he's so good. Um, like, yeah. Um, and I think Latrell Mitchell, I think his uh, origin level, his best position is centre. The only doubt for Latrell is how many games he gets back playing for, for Rabbitohs after I think he'll injury. get two. Two. Yeah. That's enough for me. Yeah. That's enough. If he puts in two strong performances, then yeah. I think I think he's in. Um, but we do have lots of depth at centre or players that can play centre regardless of what position they play for club. Um, I've also got Latrell Mitchell there, but because I've got Tommy Turbo on the wing, I've put Jack Whiten in the Jack centres. Jack Whiten in the centres. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm not a fan of not a fan of Whiten and Gutherson in the centres. Well, I haven't got Gutherson. No, I, I know you haven't got <laughs> Gutherson. But I'm saying like... I'm saying just to not look so hypocritical on the fact that I said I don't like players playing out of position at centres. When I said that, I was thinking of those two. Yeah. <laughs> and, but but Trebojevic and Latrell Mitchell can play anywhere in the back line. Like, yes, they play fullback for their club, but they're not just fullbacks. You know what I mean? And actually, Latrell, I'd be so excited to see him play at centre because he he's, he's, he hasn't played centre for a long time. He's been playing fullback. He's learning that element of the game. Yep. I feel like he'd come back to centre with a more rounded view of of the game in general. Yeah, yeah. And he'd just be free to not have to do any sort of like playmaking. I think it simplifies his game when he goes back to centre at origin level. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to think about all the organising and the, his position across the park. You know, he just has to defend on an edge, do his job, and when the ball comes to him, do his magic. We've and got- that's what is best at. We've got very similar sort of backlines, really, if you think about it, in terms of just the four players picked. There's a bit of a difference in where they're playing for New South Wales, but pretty much the only difference for us on New South Wales is I've got Brian Toto, you've got Jack Whiten, yep. and then for Queensland, I've got Philip, Philip Sammy, and you've got Corey Allen. Yeah, so centre position seems to be up for grabs, mm. um, but I'm sure the next few weeks will speak volumes and other players that are going to put their hands up. And the Zach Lomax the injury is another one that's sort of... But if he had been in your centres, if he probably wouldn't have been, I I would have had Latrell and Turbo in there, and I like I, I'm such a fan of Tao, so yeah, he probably he probably wouldn't have. But I think it still sways. Uh, would you have had him in there? No. Okay. I think he's he's a he's a class centre, and I felt like he deserved a bit of a mention, but he yeah. deserves a mention. But I think he's sort of like fourth best centre. He's yeah. nearly there. He'd be in the extended squad. If if Dragons, you know, went on to make finals this year and he put in a good finals run and he started off next year with equally as good form, then he starts to be more in the conversation. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, he's been in a struggling Dragon side for most of his career. For my, Yeah, I guess for most of his career. <laughs> Harvey, there's been a lot of talk... Um, Recently, about uh, not only expansion and adding in more teams to the competition, but also about conferences, a conference sort of system uh, about splitting the competition. Maybe like a, like having one conference of Sydney teams and one of non-Sydney teams, and playing like a Super Bowl sort of grand final, similar to the NFL in America. Um, and I think something we should discuss in this podcast is what. What does our ideal NRL competition look like? What's the product that we're trying to achieve? You know, if we could snap our fingers right now and it wouldn't take years to develop clubs and it wouldn't take time and to get to to work out sponsorship deals and TV rights. And if we could just snap our fingers and, you know, everything is we're living in a utopian world and and rugby league, what's going to get rugby league 
to be an enjoyable sport for us to watch, a, a marketable game for the people and for the TV sponsors and get massive crowds at games. What's the ideal competition? I am a fan of the conference system. Cool. I am a fan of breaking it up into Sydney and outside of Sydney. Uh, to even that out, you need to add in two more teams outside of Sydney. Um, obviously, there's a lot of talk about that second Brisbane team and the other team that's getting a fair bit of suggestions as well being that extra New Zealand team. I like those ideas. I don't think there's anywhere else that's um, more pressing to get another rugby league team in. Mm. Um, You could make an argument maybe for Melbourne, but I think Melbourne works off the strength of being a one-club town. Yeah, I wouldn't go another one. I don't think they've got... The actual um, that would be it would be very bad for the storm, and I think you bring in another Melbourne club. It's bad for the storm, and that other club wouldn't survive more than a few. Yeah, years. Yeah, I think it's bad for rugby league in general because yeah. the storm has such a grip down there, and they're mm. dominant because one, they're a successful club, and two, they recruit well. Not because they've got good youth pathways coming through in that Victoria region, mm. and so you want to support the pathways more than anything. Really, it's about the grassroots and the money ending up back with, you know, the players and the fans and, you know, the communities of rugby league. Mm. Um, So I like the idea of bringing another New Zealand team. I think they should base themselves one on the North Island, one on the South Island. That's cool. Um, And I like the idea of doing, I think it's been mentioned by by Vladis or whatever, Um, you play each team within your conference twice, home and away. Mm. And you play every team in the other conference once. Yeah. So you have 16 games within your conference and nine games outside, making it 25 games um, throughout the season. Mm. If I was then to put together how the finals and stuff would work, you'd have a minor premiers for each conference. Yep. Uh, and then I would take the top three teams. Top three. Top oh, yeah. Three, out of nine. Yeah. Cool. Out of nine. Wow. Uh, and they get a week off and they go into the quarterfinals. And okay. you've got then fourth from the Sydney comp conference playing fifth from outside of Sydney okay. and vice versa. So fourth from outside of Sydney playing, playing fifth. Yeah. And they play in that week off for the final spot each in the quarterfinals. Mm. And then you've just got simple knockout from there. Um, I'm not sure how you do it on seeds or whatever, like ranks, but then it's just straight knockout to be crowned champions One. of the NRL. One from one conference versus four from the other conference, or like, yeah, it depends. That sort of on, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I've, That's how I envisage the game going forward. If I could draw up the map, cool. I'm also a fan of the conference system. Um, I like the idea of it. I think if you, but if you, I, I wouldn't be a fan of the conference system right now in, with sixteen clubs. I think you definitely have to add more. Uh, they're talking about adding two. I'd add four. Okay. I'd have 20 teams. I think, and people say, spreads the talent too thin. I say bullshit. <laughs> and I wouldn't even mind the idea of if finals... So basically what I would do yeah. with a 20-team Where, where comp, would your two extra teams be? Would well, there'd you be have four a, extra teams. Yeah, so you'd have they'd a Brisbane be, and New Zealand team, would you? One in Brisbane, one in New Zealand, one in Perth. Yep. And I'd have an extra Sydney team because... You'd add you an got, extra Sydney Well, you've got to to make it 10 and 10 if you're doing yeah, Sydney and extra what, out of what Sydney. What region is... Bring back the North Sydney Bears. I think there's fans... There are fans of that... Of They're that. manly fans. <laughs> I'd, well, who... 
I'd bring back the North Sydney Bears. Split up, split up the West Tigers, make them Balmain and West Magpies. Yeah, you wow. could do that. You could take away. That could be bold. Then so I'd, I, I would have question marks over adding another Sydney team. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I'm so it sort of is necessary to fulfill my ten and ten. I, I yeah, I get that. But I feel like adding another Sydney team would be detrimental the way the competition is right now. But if it's in a conference of ten teams, every game is like they're playing lots of games in Sydney. There's lots of derbies and lots of rivalries. You give Manly a derby against North Sydney Bears. I think that's the big attraction of having a Sydney conference is yeah. that you get those rivalries and the derbies back up and running. Yeah. And it's not just so, once a know, year. Yeah, like whether it's the North Sydney Bears. I think, you could go Central Coast and include them. But that's not Sydney. Otherwise, like you'd have Newcastle and well, it's Raiders. As, it's as close to Sydney as Illawarra and you know Wollongong is I guess for the Dragons. So. I guess so. But they're part of but there's St George Illawarra, so they've got they've got a they've got one foot yeah, in they Sydney. They they've do. got one foot in Sydney at the very least. Yet, like you could call them like the Northern Bears, and they could kind of play out of Central Coast and a bit out of North Sydney Oval. I don't know. So they've but got you, so they could also add, have one you'd, foot. You go for you go for ten teams. I go for ten teams, yeah. and then I'd add uh, yeah, Brisbane team, a New Zealand team, and a Perth team because I think that's actually still an area for growth. I think you look at like rugby and the tr- mistreatment of the Western Force over there. I still think there are it's a it's a city and a that 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 could do with a team outside of just the AFL and yeah given the state of rugby over there rugby union over there I think a league team would actually prosper a little bit. Um, I think you might have trouble attracting players to go over there. It's a long way mm. from where a lot of rugby league players grow up and mm. that eastern board of Australia. That's true. You also have the issue of travel times and travel costs. Yeah. I I mean another option would be another Queensland team, not even necessarily Brisbane, bring in the Ipswich Jets. Yep. So you got a Brisbane team that's there and then also another Queensland team. Then you end up with five Queensland teams, which is a healthy kind of I think it I think I think there's there's more of a chance. I like like I don't want I think the only barriers to Perth is geography. Yeah. Like it really is. It's such a yeah. shame, but it is. It's a long way away. It's a barrier. And for players to be flying in and out of Sydney every other week or across the eastern side of Australia, mm. you know, it just hampers their recovery. The amount of time they can spend out training, and I know every team would have to make that trip. You know, in mm. the outside of Sydney Conference, um, I just think there's a lot of issues. Mm. So an inland Queensland team, I think, has more spirit to it. I think you could yeah, definitely still have two Brisbane teams, the Titans, mm. the Cowboys, and yeah, Ipswich or Yeah. In terms of in terms of at the very least, regardless of what the teams end up being, I like the idea of like a even twenty twenty teams conferences. I wouldn't you... even mind if finals were kept to their own conferences and it played out like a like a Super Bowl sort of thing. Because I feel like then you've got like the Sydney grand final. You've got the out of Sydney grand final, and then there's like the the like treat them the as problem, what they are big events. Like, because I've there's been talk about so you wouldn't have the conferences playing against each other throughout the season, or would you? Um, yeah, I'd have them playing against each other throughout the season, but then finals, like, you kind of get and to so your, you'd have what like a, a top four from the 10 that go into a final series or a top. Yeah, yeah, 
I haven't figured it out. Yeah, but, but I think you, it would be a top four from the... T- I don't, the uh, problem, like the final, problem I, don't I have with I actually that, do like your final system idea. The problem I have with keeping the finals within the conferences is you're then just limiting, like... There's a chance that the three best teams in one year are from the same conference. Mm. And you want them... To be able all, to play each other in the yeah, game final. Yeah, to be able to play each other. Yeah. And I think... Yeah, you're just at risk of limiting the amount of... I, mm. I get you want to make it a big event, but it'll be a big event anyway. Mm. Um, and just having one match at the end to sort of settle it all between two, between conferences, two conferences, where it might be, you know, the best and the third best team in from the mm. year. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I'm I mean, a fan it's, it's of trying the, to put them together. Put the two best together. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the Super Bowl model, which I'm going for. But because... Because in 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 like the NFL, the conference finals are treated like grand final. It's like they have three grand finals. Mm. Uh, whether it would work in the NRL, maybe not, because it's not as uh, like there's not the worldwide audience that the NFL has. So, but what you could do perhaps is could do like as it gets towards the end of the season, you have top two teams go through from that conference mm. and then, you know, from third down to six plays a knockout style. I know it's not your, your in-conference grand final, but then it's knockout comp to get into mm. the quarterfinals or semifinals, whatever you want to have Which goes between, between conferences. Two conferences. I like that as well. Yeah. But well, honestly, I like your idea as either well. Either way, we, lo- we like the conference idea. I'm a big fan of Origin in the middle of the year as well. I'd also add to that. I think we need to make it more of a... I'd almost put it as a weekend of footy. Uh, I wouldn't have it midweek. And I'd bring in a uh, Origin equivalent in New Zealand between players that come from the North, north and the South Island. South. I'm not sure what the actual divide is there. I'd it works. Also bring... The North v South thing works really well in Rugby Union where they have the massive yeah. player pool, but... Does it work in league? Well, I think I think it would take time to develop, but yeah. I think why not have that? If you're going to introduce a second club team, that they are going to be, you know, two franchises on different islands mm. over, you know, ten years, fifteen years, you're going to have players growing up specifically wanting to play for one New Zealand club and have a rivalry, and based on which island they're born in or grew up on. I also like the idea of having more Pacific Island football in mid-season as well. Get Tonga mm. playing Samoa, get Fiji and PNG also playing on that weekend and have a weekend of rep football, not mm. just for New South Wales and Queensland players mid-season, but, you know, yeah. include, make it a weekend of rep footy. The reason that they don't just put Origin on the weekend is because it only includes a minute amount of players yeah but if and it was so everyone, you have if sort ev- of bye mm. weekends where you only get four rugby league matches on just make it have four rep games yeah if there were the enough weekend. games if there were enough games going on that weekend where every single player in the nrl is eligible to play one of those games yeah. if they were good enough absolutely then that's yeah that's that's cool that's that's genuine oh, i reckon representative you've got footy. to make it yeah representative weekends throughout the season because uh representative footy is not as representative as I'd like it to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's my quote of the week, um, <laughs> which I just thought of. <laughs> the other aspect that I'd like to see introduced is I want clubs to take... I know they sort of do this with their like feeder teams and whatnot, but take charge of a regional area 
within your state. So all mm-hmm. the Sydney teams take a city town in rural New South Wales and you take one or two games there a year. Each year you do something in pre-season, you go out there, you connect with the locals. It is starting to happen, that sort of thing. Like there's... Uh, uh, the Rabbitohs often go to, uh, I can't remember which club it is that goes to like Darwin, but then there's also like the Tigers take a game to Tamworth every year. Like, yeah, the, and I think I think it's happening more. Manly I, played I, in Mudgee. We do, we yeah, do. So but been, I want to I want to see it become like the Manly Warringah Mudgee Sea Eagles. You know, <laughs> you wouldn't add them to the name. No, would you, you? wouldn't add <laughs> yeah. them to the name. But like Mudgee but, is but that's part of the you territory. Want Mudgee to be yeah, Manly like fans, a, yeah. really becomes oh, a home 100%. game for Manly. Yeah, and, I want Tamworth to be Tigers know, territory. It's not just once every year or once every two years. You mm. just take a game and it's a weekend sort of festival, and then yeah, you're man. out of that and you've got no connection. The whatsoever. Auckland Fakatani Warriors. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it's just complete like. You take ownership, yeah, and you know you build that connection and that community within the club mm. and more broadly, so that these regional areas aren't feeling neglected. Absolutely, um, because they, they, you know, they provide way more for rugby league than what they get back at the moment, for sure. And yeah, it's growing, but I want to see more more ownership from the clubs in those areas. I want, you know, battle lines drawn. This mm. is when you're entering manly territory. Yeah. You this go to Mudgee, you... it's manly territory. Yeah, 100%. for sure. 100%. So I like it. I'd like that to be incorporated as well. For sure. That's the podcast for this week, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, obviously, Origin is around the corner. We're very excited. We're going to be ramping up our chat around that in the coming weeks. Yes, make sure you follow us on Instagram at They Talk A Good Game and leave us a juicy five-star review on all your podcast platforms. And uh, we'll see you next week, won't we? Absolutely. And as I always say, one win can easily turn into 10 wins. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.